when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there. If he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry Depoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey guys, and welcome to the Soto Mojo podcast. I am Colby Patnode, and I'm joined, as always, by Ty Gonzalez. And Ty, are you ready to talk about Game of Thrones, or Russell Wilson, or Frank Clark, or any other <laughs> than what we watched this weekend? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Mariners are okay, but uh, let's uh, let's talk more about uh, Russell Wilson to New York, because that's, that's going to happen. Uh, up next on 710 ESPN Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys need a break from all the uh, the Russell talk and whatnot, uh, we're here for you. Uh, not that we're not big Seahawks fans and not that we don't have, you know, a significant interest in how this whole thing plays out. But, uh, yeah, you know, I could do with a little 30 minute break from Russell Wilson talk just just for a palate cleanser. I mean, my God, like yeah. there's like a. 3% chance that this thing doesn't happen the way everybody thinks it's going to happen. And everybody's freaking out about that 3%. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Um, it is what it is. Welcome to uh, 2019, I suppose. Um, but as I mentioned off the top, we're going to actually talk Mariners baseball, um, a team that is playing right now um, and, you know, matters right now. Uh, so we are going to talk to Seattle Mariners uh, today. We're going to take a look back at the, uh, unfortunate three-game sweep at the hands of the Houston Astros, and we're going to look ahead to the uh, Indian series coming up here. But, Ty, just kind of overall impressions. Um, what are your what were your big takeaways from the, uh, the three-game sweep at the hands of the Houston Astros? Um, honestly, I took more positives out of it than um, the most, I think. Um, I think you saw that this approach and this philosophy that they brought into 2019 is going to play uh, against whoever that they're going up against. Um, I think, you know, the, the first game, you know, they, they hit the way that they had been, you know, they, they took advantage of um, a lower quality pitcher and Wade Miley uh, and handled them how they should have. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, uh, the bullpen management in the game was subpar <laughs> to be generous about it. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, letting your, your two newest relievers um, <coughs> pitch multiple innings and including facing the heart of that order um, twice is not great. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Um, but I thought you saw a lot of Im- improvement from the pitching staff on uh, in game two and game three. I think Felix was really as good as you can ask for at this time in his career um, to only allow three runs against this team. That's that's great. And um, again, holding them to three <laughs> runs yesterday, it's fantastic. The problem is you know, you're going up against their 
incredible pitching staff as well. You know, you start out with Verlander or Cole, and then you work your way to the bullpen, and they got, you know, Rondon and uh, uh, Will Harris and um, uh, Ryan Presley. And, and, you know, those guys, they, they're they're tough to beat. And, mm. um, you know, it happens. It happens. But, you know, the Mariners hung with them. Um you know, it just they they weren't able to close and they weren't able to get um, consistent offensive production and you know the Astros they had a lot of luck especially in the last two games with you know Babbitt but and everything and uh, you know the ooh, ooh, the umping yesterday <laughs> behind yeah. home play was quite a, quite a thing uh, I know you were at the game so you know you heard you heard it from the fans but uh, seeing it on TV actually like yeah it it was bad. Um, and some of that, you know, maybe contributed to um, Omar Novaez not being able to frame as well as Max Stassi did. Um, but a lot of those calls were really just blatant strikes that were that were either missed or balls that were, you know, rather called strikes. Mm-hmm. So it just, um, you know, it, those games happen. It happens. It's unfortunate that they get swept. Um but I mean, the Astros—you know—there's no team hotter in baseball right now than the Astros, and they're—they're they're incredibly tough to beat. When you look at their lineup, when you look at their pitching staff, when you have to go Verlander and Cole back-to-back days, that's—that's going to kill you. And uh, you know, the the Mariners, like, I think you saw that the Mariners aren't a bad team. I think, but I think you saw that they are not an elite team. You know, they're not what their record shows right now, um, and that's fine. Uh, they had—it had to happen at some point. And, you know, unfortunately it had to happen in three straight games where they, you know, they got socked in the mouth. Right. <clears throat> we'll see how they bounce back this week as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so far, really nothing in that series should change anybody's mind unless you were, you know, a the Mariners are going to win the World Series guy after 15 games. Um, nothing should really change out of that because, I mean, like I said, offensively, we knew the offense wasn't going to be elite. Um, at least not against great starting pitching. And at the end of the day, you still got Verlander and Cole out after six innings, um, which is no small feat. Um, you made them work and you made them, you know, throw a lot of pitches and all that stuff. And while that doesn't this, in this case, that didn't amount to any runs because the Astros bullpen was incredible. Um, it's still, it is, it is their philosophy and it's nice to see that they can stick through it even when they are facing the best of the best. Um, you know, there's a lot of, well, they struck out so much and yeah, that's what's, this is what their philosophy is. You know, they're going to take the borderline pitches. So sometimes they'll strike out. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they'll walk. Sometimes they'll get into favorable counts. They're not going to swing at pitchers pitches. That's pretty much the entire thing they want. They're looking for a pitch in the middle of the play that they can do damage on. And if they don't get it, they'll take it and take their chances with the umpire. Now on Sunday, the umpire, basically uh basically said well the astros are getting everything so it was basically the mlb's apology game for the ron culpa thing yeah so it's like but yeah you know it's just like okay that's gonna happen you know umpires are gonna have big zones one day and sometimes it's just it's just the way it breaks so if you're gonna be patient you're gonna wait guys out and you're not afraid of striking out then against the really really elite guys you're probably gonna strike out a lot and that's okay because again you see the benefit of in most cases, getting pitchers out before the fifth or sixth inning, like we saw, 
um, like we saw in this case, uh, and what we've seen for most of the season as well. Uh, yeah, but the Astros have arguably the deepest bullpen in baseball. Uh, maybe the Yankees is uh, is a little bit better, but that's basically it. Every other bullpen in baseball is pretty eh. And honestly, I thought the bullpen, again, aside from uh, Friday night, I thought the bullpen was really good this weekend. And you're starting yeah. to see these. You're starting to see these guys announce themselves um, as viable options. It's really hard not to like Brandon Brennan as yeah. just kind of the high leverage fireman. You put him yeah. out there when the game's on the line. You know, like when the bases are loaded and Jose Altuve's up and you're up by one in the sixth. That'd be a good spot for him. But no, we'll stick with Sean Armstrong, who's fresh off the injured list, and proceeded to load up the bases. That's fine. We'll we'll do that. But yeah, Connor Sedzik looks like a good find by Jerry Depoto. Rowanis Elias looks good. Um, you can see Swarzak looks good still. And you can see these guys, the bullpen is starting to take shape. And while it's never going to be a great bullpen, um, I... This weekend, it looked like a major league bullpen to me. Um, yep. So, yeah, I'm with you. There's a lot of positives here, especially because you and I were never, we never said the Mariners were as good as their 13 and 2 record um, yeah. when they entered the series. So, why would there be any negatives? Um, you know, you played three games, you had a chance to win all three. Uh, unfortunately, you didn't. And that's because the Astros are where they want to be and the Mariners are just trying to get there. So, yeah, all in all, it, like I said, frustrating series, sure. But I think there were more pot. Like you said, the pitching was good. The defense was good. I mean, that's that they played. What, did they make an error this series? Um, I can't. I don't think they did the last two days. I don't, I don't remember they did on Friday. I don't think they made any errors. Um, so. Defense is better. Pitching was better. The offense just, you know, they ran into Cole and, and Furlander, and that happened. So, yeah, overall, I'm not I'm not too worried about the, the series at all. Um, and I think it shows uh, an approach that's working, and I think it's a uh, – it was good to see, um, you know, it's good to see the other side of Mariners baseball come out, even if it didn't result in wins, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think – you know, there's a lot of positives. Obviously, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about uh, or haven't talked about yet is uh, Wade LeBlanc's injury. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll go more into that, you know, on, on Wednesday's podcast. But, you know, LeBlanc, he, he looks solid, you know, and and uh, he came out and that's kind of what forced the, the you know, the Sean Armstrong thing. And right. It it did feel like as you know there was a lot of en- energy in the in the ballpark that night. Uh, yeah, you know th- that came across pretty well on the uh, on the broadcast, and and um, it felt as soon as as LeBlanc left that energy just died, and right. um, and that's you know when everything started to shift, and and you kind of felt that again yesterday with with Marco who was cruising and. I mean, you know, he didn't. He wasn't as sharp as his as his line may may uh, uh, dictate. But I mean, he, you know, he was he was going pretty strong there. And then that sixth inning came around, and it just it felt different than the start right. of the game. And and that was kind of a trend that you you saw that it was kind of a tale of two halves of a game, and um, and the Mariners it just <clears throat> for them it just it felt like they weren't as they weren't able to close like how they've been able to, you know, over the, 
over the last couple of weeks. Right. Well, they couldn't string together that big inning, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, big innings are going to be very t- difficult to come by when you're facing Verlander or Cole and then that bullpen. Um, and, you know, they had some opportunities in, uh, in the first game of the series. You know, they load the bases up against Miley. They make him throw 41 pitches, um, and they, but they only get one run. And uh, while that's still a great inning, you know, in this series, you really needed to tack on two or three more. Um, yeah. So, you know, just just one of those series. It happens. Um, like I said, there's nothing drastic that should have changed. That changed. That should have, uh, you know, like I said, they didn't. They didn't get slaughtered. They didn't get destroyed. They hung in there. Um, and yeah, like you like you mentioned, I think um, on Saturday night, I was also at Saturday's game. That energy was real. Um, it was. There was there was some electricity in the ballpark, um, you know, and it was just uh, it was just a reminder, you know, that you know Mariners fans can bring it with the best of them if they really want to, and if they're motivated to, um, you know, it's just it's just a friendly little every once in a while you go to a game and you get a little reminder that you know, one day the Mariners are going to host a playoff game at T-Mobile. And it will be one of the best atmospheres in professional sports. I have no doubt about that. The, I mean, just the crowd I was at Saturday on an April 14th or April what 13th game um, uh, that they lost, the energy was just there. So it was, it was really cool to be there and feel that energy. Um, and, yeah, also, you know, I haven't said it yet, but uh, I think uh, Felix Hernandez looked really good uh, considering he was against the Astros and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that Felix looked good. Now I didn't get a chance to watch it on TV, so I don't know how his command was. I didn't have the best view of his, you know, it's hard to tell command and all that stuff when you're at the ballpark, but you know, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Based on what I read and based on what I saw in terms of like swings and things like that, um, he did a good job of keeping the Astros off balance. And if you're going to get, you know, that start from Felix for the rest of the year, that's that's a quality number four, number five guy. That's a really good, solid number five guy. So, um, you know, Felix, two of his three outings has looked, you know, about what you would expect um, from a number four, number five starter, which is which is a positive sign. So, um, yeah, I just I thought the series overall it was frustrating, uh, more so for the breaks that the Astros were getting than anything the Mariners were doing. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, I don't think there's really anybody who would deny that the that the Astros are just better than you, like plain and simple. There's yeah. the talent gap is, is still it's pretty it's big, but not as big as some people would have thought coming into the year. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, um, and going back quickly just to, to some of the you know poor luck that the Mariners had, you think about the uh, the uh, Tim Beckham double there in the I believe yep. it was the eighth of the second game. You know, Vogelback scoring on that one, and yep. uh, it just bounces over the wall. And then uh, next hitter, you know, ground, I think it was a ground out. You know, that's just that's when you know that it's just not your your day or not your series. You know, when yep. when all the bab of luck is is going well for uh, for the other team. You know, both offensively and defensively. So it's um, you know, it's it's just one of those series. I'm sure there will be a series this year where the Mariners sweep the Astros in Houston. Uh, that's just baseball. Um, they did it last year in four games, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's just, it, it just happens. Um, 
So, you know, it's it it sucks because it's the first time that you really got to see this particular team look human and struggle to put together, you know, runs or even base hits for that matter. I mean, their last 19 hitters were retired in order yesterday. Um, yep. And that's not, you know, that's not something that we've seen too often. So it's, um, you know, it's it's a it's a good reminder that, you know, this team is, it's good. I'll give them that, but it's not, you know, anything uh, anything special. Yeah. At least not right now. No, and that's and that again is by design. Um, like I said, it's it's just one of those. I mean, we said it. I don't know how many times, but it is. It's just one of those series. And sometimes the only way to describe things is to say it's baseball. You know, that's yep. them's the breaks. And uh, we'll see how all that goes forward. Um, I wouldn't be too uh, worried about, like, the Mariners' confidence level or anything like that. Um, I don't think this series broke them or anything. Um, like I said, if anything, to me, it's a validation of the approach that they're taking at the plate and why that should continue to work. Um, and it's also a growth. It also shows the growth of, uh, the bullpen in a really short period of time, as well as the defense, which was again, solid in this series. So, um, like I said, overall, I would, I would say it's, it's a positive series, which sounds weird because they got swept. Um, but again, for a team that does not have playoff aspirations, um, it's all about growth and improvement, uh, Kaizen continual improvement um and i think we saw that despite not getting the win so overall i'm i'm pretty happy with that series yep and hey they're still in first place yeah they got a game lead so there you go all right so let's go ahead let's jump ahead to uh the upcoming series which starts tonight against the uh cleveland indians um also happy jackie robinson day uh oh yeah you know yeah i just uh you know one of the uh somehow still underrated figures in American history. Um, <clears throat> there's, it's really impossible to put into words how much Jackie Robinson means to, uh, to not only baseball, but to uh, the history of our country. And uh, I, I think it's really cool that major league baseball celebrates today. Everybody wears 42. Um, I, I think that's a great honor and a great, uh, I, I, I just think it's one of the cooler things that major league baseball gets right. Major league baseball gets a lot wrong. I think they nail Jackie Robinson day. So, um, I really, I really do enjoy that. But anyways, uh, on tonight, tonight's pitching matchup, it's a good one. We have Yusei Kikuchi making his fourth start going up against Trevor Bauer, who, uh, is a lot of people's Cy Young pick, uh, this year, who is also off to a, a fantastic start. So, um, that's tonight at seven ten at, uh, T-Mobile park. Of course it's on route sports as is every other Mariner game. Um, but yeah, so we have Bauer versus Kikuchi in game one, right? Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> game two, we have Shane Bieber, who is filling in for Mike Clevenger. Um, he is going up against Mike Leak. Uh, that's uh-huh. a, again, that's a 7:10 start time. Um, and then on Wednesday, we have a kind of an unusual start time. We have a 3:40 PM, uh, start, which is really rare in Seattle. Is that a Facebook game? It might be. I no. It says it's oh, on Root no. Sports. So. Oh, weird. All right. All right. And that pitching match. Are they doing? Gonna... Are they doing Facebook games? I don't know. Year? I don't know. I hadn't seen anything about them. Um, uh-huh. So I hope not. 
because um, <laughs> those were really bad. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. But any anything Harold Reynolds gets to do is pretty bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, and then on Wednesday, the three forty p.m. random start time, it's Carlos Carrasco, who has struggled so far this year, versus Eric Swanson, who is getting his uh his first big league start. So, um, Ty, those are the pitching matchups. Just what are you kind of expecting to see in this series? Um, and what's what's the uh, what do you think the most likely outcome is? Hmm. I uh, you asked me what game is the most intriguing. Sure. Uh, I think tonight. I think <clears throat> tonight's pretty interesting. Well, actually, no, 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 no. I'm gonna go with the with the last game because of Eric Swanson making his first uh, major league start. Um, obviously, you know, he looked, uh, pretty solid against the Royals. He did give up a couple of runs, but, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff, uh, from him in those two innings that he, he threw, uh, pretty, pretty good run on that fastball, right? Mm-hmm. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty impressive. So, uh, interested to see, um, his first start there, but yeah, tonight is also kind of interesting. I remember, uh, Mike Blower said, um, few days ago on the broadcast that that kikuchi's next start was is planned to be one of his one inning uh outings so that might be the case tonight um and that's not a fantastic matchup if that is the case against uh trevor bauer (laughs) but uh but yeah so uh that's the whole uh idea of that is kind of uh intriguing uh, surrounding this game uh, tonight, but uh, yeah, Bauer is going to be another uh, really tough matchup for the for the Mariners hitters. It's going to be very similar to the you know Cole and Verlander starts. They're going to strike out a lot again, um, but you know it, we'll we'll have to see if uh, if this offense can continue to work at bats and work counts and and bring that pitch count high. Uh, so they can get into a bullpen that's a little bit tired after this, uh, after their past series with the with the Royals. Um, they lost two of three, I believe. Am I correct on that? Uh, yeah, yeah. And they uh, all their starting pitchers got uh, destroyed in that they series. So. All got lifted before the third inning was over. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Carrasco went and just he pitched only uh, two thirds of an inning, gave up six runs. Uh, so that bullpen's gotten a lot of work. It's still a relatively decent bullpen. You know, they got Brad Hand there at the uh, at the end of the bullpen and all that. So um, that's it's not going to be uh, as uh, daunting of a task as uh, the Asher's bullpen is, however. So get to the bullpen tonight. You have a pretty good shot of winning. Um, but Bauer, they're going to strike out a lot. You know, this might be another 10 plus strikeout game for them. Just happens. Uh, Bauer uh, right now is 12th in uh, whiff rate among all qualified uh, starting pitchers in, uh, in the MLB. That's better than Verlander. That's better than Cole. Um, so they, the Mariners setters, they're going to have a, have their hands full. But as we said earlier, they're not afraid to strike out. That's just a part of their game, and um, it's just it, that's just how it's going to uh, going to go down. Um, but yeah, get that pitch count high and, uh, you have, you give yourself a pretty good shot. Uh, just as long as, you know, um, Kikuchi and then I assume, uh, Elias, uh, are able to, uh, you know, relatively hold the fort down. Um, and then, uh, tomorrow's game, you know, Mike Leake, Shane Bieber, 
Should be interesting. Uh, Leaks looked pretty decent. He had a shaky third start there in uh, Kansas City, but uh, so far he's really he's looked impressive. Bieber, on the other hand, a uh, lot of high hopes for him coming into this year. He hasn't looked great, really. Uh, the Indians' uh, rotation, just in general, outside of that Royals uh, game, have been struggling. Uh, they struggled against uh, Detroit. They struggled against um, Toronto. It just it happens. Um, and uh, they're you know it, it happens even to the to the most elite uh, rotations, and it's happening to them right now. So um, it's a good time to play them, I think. And uh, I I would I would hope that they can at least take two of uh, the three games this series, uh, finish out the uh, finish out the homestand two and four. Not ideal, but a bit better considering the start. So. <clears throat> Right, and this is a team, uh, Cleveland is, they don't have Francisco Lindor yet. Um, he will not appear in this series. Jose Ramirez has been struggling since uh, August of last year. Um, you know, Michael Brantley's gone, Cody Allen's gone, Andrew Miller's gone. Um, you know, it's you're going to look at the lineup tonight and see, you know, Carlos Santana, um, Jose Ramirez is still dangerous, uh, but he is struggling quite a bit recently. You, you do have to wonder if maybe the league has figured something out and Ramirez is still working his way through that. Um, <clears throat> and you're going to see two or three, you know, quality bats, but it's not a scary lineup by any means. Um, it's not, again, it's not a scary bullpen. Uh, the Cleveland Indians were really hoping that their starting pitching was going to give them one last shot to win the, uh, the central, and it's still very well made. It's still a very good rotation. Um, but yeah, right now, this is a really good time to play them. Um, the bullpen is beat up. Uh, you get to miss. You miss Clevenger, who's on the uh, IL, the 60-day IL. You miss Kluber, uh, who pitched yesterday the day before. Um, so you're missing two of their big guns. You do get Bauer, and you do get Carrasco. Um, but again, Carrasco's struggling, and Trevor Bauer hasn't been fantastic against the Mariners um, in his career. Now, again, completely different team this year, completely different pitcher. So we'll see how all that goes. But hopefully the Mariners can get to the bullpen early tonight and kind of set the tone for the rest of the series. Um, as for Kikuchi, I don't think um, I don't think this will be one of his one-inning starts. Um, just by pure luck, I happen to notice that Tommy Malone is starting in, uh, in Tacoma today. So he is right on the same schedule. <clears throat> Sorry, he's right on the same schedule as Kikuchi. Uh, the Mariners made a trade yesterday that opened up a 40-man roster spot. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe the next start, Kikuchi goes one, Malone is added to the 40-man, um, and he kind of piggybacks there. Um, but if it does happen tonight, then I'm sure it'll be Elias. I don't think we saw – did we see Elias? Uh, we didn't see him yesterday. I don't uh, believe he pitched in the Astro series, no. At all. Hmm. So, yeah, it could be. Um, but again, we'll wait and see how that all works out. Uh, but yeah, that's a really interesting matchup. Um, you know, there's not going to be too many pitching matchups where you look at it and you go, Oh, the Mariners have an edge here and edge here and edge there. So it's just, it's something you're going to have to keep an eye on for the entirety of the series. But, um, you know, it all in all, considering what you could be facing, um, uh, this is a really good time to play Cleveland. Um, so hopefully you can take two out of three. Um, if they can find a way to take one, um, you know, I'd be okay. It, it wouldn't be like, uh, you know, it wouldn't be, 
ideal, certainly, but it would be something that's I could live with. Um, but yeah, yeah, Cleveland. If the Mariners came out and they swept Cleveland, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, honestly, yeah, uh, I don't think the Mariners are significantly worse than Cleveland, despite Cleveland being a you know widely considered a playoff team. I don't. So um, we'll see how all that plays out, of course. But uh, yeah, all in all, I'm, I'm not that worried about Cleveland in general. Um, hopefully you can get the pitch count up and you can get to the bullpen uh, early. And, you know, it'll be it'd be really nice to see them get to six runs again. Just 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 because, you know, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's fun. So I, I want fun. So um, there yeah. you go. Yeah, um, I uh, I'm I'm into fun as well. I like uh, you know innings like the one that uh, D and uh, Malix had in uh, in the first game against the Astros. That was pretty ne- that was pretty neat, right? Yeah, just causing havoc. Um, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, something we'll probably talk about on Wednesday's show is uh, when is it time to make the switch between Malik Smith and D Gordon? Um, we've been asked about that on Twitter. Um, you know, my initial reaction has been no, uh, not yet. Um, but Malik's it really is starting to look like a guy who missed all his spring training. Um, yeah. So it's not, you know, it's not his fault. But then again, Berlander and Cole can do that to a lot of guys, you know. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah that's probably I'm a, I'm of the preference of Mitch Haniger hitting leadoff still. Yeah, same here. Um, I am as yeah. well. I would put Haniger at the leadoff spot. I would probably put Santana at two. Um, and just Malik kind of seven, seven, like eight. On. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like how they did on opening or the, you know, regular opening day against the Red Sox, right? Uh, with Malik hitting seventh, D hitting ninth. I, I think that's fine. I, I just, you know, you've seen how, how, like, I, I don't have the numbers right now, but I'm pretty sure Mitch Haniger is a significantly better hitter when hitting out of the leadoff spot, uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Right, he, pretty, he he seems pretty comfortable there. Yeah, it, it's a small sample size in comparison yeah. to everything else. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to deny. Um, you know, Mitch Haniger he's a good hitter. He's a good player to hit there. I mean, there there's the Mariners have a few options, um, and like I said, that's probably something we'll dive into a little deeper on Wednesday. Um, I will point out though that the uh, the Mariners are facing all right-handed pitchers this series. Um, so I would suspect that Daniel Vogelbach stays in the lineup. He didn't have the best series against Houston. Um, <clears throat> but uh, based on what I read on Sunday's game, he got robbed pretty much out of two at-bats. Um, sounds like he probably won't work two yep. walks, but the whole plane umpire said no. <laughs> um, yep. <clears throat> so, but yeah, there's again, there's no reason to not play him. Um, you know, nothing is, again, nothing has changed based off of one series. They should continue to play him. They should continue to play Encarnacion. Jay Bruce should get one of these games, maybe two, if you want to give Domingo a day off, because Domingo hasn't had a full day off yet. He's played in every game, um, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken. So um, I know they started to give him a day off, but uh, then Bruce had the Achilles thing. So we'll see what they decide to do there. But, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? One one other positive from the Houston series that, as we're talking, I just remembered, Mitch Haniger looked a lot better. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, which is like... funny. Consider it's which is funny because that kind of insinuates that he looked bad, and he's had a he's had a hit in all but two of their games this year. Right. There it's was one so point funny. where he he was down to like two sixty, three fifteen, five 
20 or something like that. Yeah. People, what's wrong with Mitch Haniger? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Baseball. I mean, yeah. I don't know. He's not hitting 300 with, you know, and at that time he's still on pace for like 30 jacks and hundred RBI and all that stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, Mitch Haniger, there was a, there were some rough at bats. There were some times he looked a little in the Kansas city series. He looked, you know, not Mitch Haniger like, and then, yeah. You know, a homer in the ninth, the triple in the ninth, and then the Houston series, he cranks a couple dingers and he looks just fine. So, uh, yeah, all is all right with the Mariners uh, right now. So um, before we wrap anything up, Ty, do you have anything you want to add? Um, it's the uh, it's the Carlos Santana revenge game tonight or the revenge series. So, uh, you know, if, if uh, like we said on the last podcast, if you're at the ballpark tonight, tomorrow or wednesday give carlos santana a standing ovation for getting us that win in carnacion and a pretty nice draft pick 76 so, uh, overall yeah <laughs> so and it still might go up depending on you know yeah. things that might happen yeah, yeah he so. uh yeah he certainly did more for the mariners franchise than a lot of players did um yep. so yeah give show him some appreciation um also it's edwin Encarnacion revenge series so yep. uh I think I think Edwin's going to hit a couple dingers in this series, um, and uh, he might be he might be the ser- he might be the series MVP. Um, speaking of which, do you want to levy a guess of who's going to be the series MVP? <clears throat> is, is this uh, something that has a right or wrong answer? Or uh, no, no, no. Or am I... oh, oh, okay. Just okay. Who do you think is going to have a really good series? Basically. Um. Hmm. I'm going to say Jay Bruce is actually going to have a pretty good series. Also, Jay Bruce Revenge Series. He did play for the Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, he's, in that series, I don't don't know if you could tell um, at the games you were at, but he just missed a couple balls. Um, Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll run into at least one in the in the series, and I think it might come off of Bauer tonight, actually. I could see that. Um, so yeah, Jay Bruce is an interesting one. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Tim Beckham. It's been a while since we got to see the bat flip. Um, you know, he's fallen back down to earth as expected. I mean, yep. <laughs> week one, we were chanting MVP. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, jokingly. Uh, but yeah, he's fallen back to what he is. He's not, he's not an MVP candidate. He's not going to hit 300. Um, but, you know, he's probably a 260, 270 hitter. He's got, you know, 25, 30 home run power. And the defense has been meh. I mean, eh. Like, <laughs> Beckham's probably better suited to play third, or, uh, second or third base. Um, but he's a shortstop this year until J.P. Crawford is ready, who, by the way, has a 10-game hit streak down in Tacoma. Um, oh, he got another one today? Sure did. Nice. Uh, I tweeted his number i retweeted his numbers from uh, mariners miners let me see if i can pull them up real fast um by the way if you guys aren't following mariner miners a uh, mariners miners on twitter you are missing out that is uh yeah. that is a great great account um the root sports broadcast is now uh, showing their yep. tweets uh, that's good because they've been at this for like eight years or something like that um, so they are not a affili- they're not affiliated with the organization right it's no. just a fan yep it is just a fan account and they tweet stuff about the Mariners minor league system. Um, here's a few, uh, here's a few of their delightful tweets. Um, 
Shedlong's first 11 games in the Mariners organization. 372, 449, 512, 16 hits, one double, one triple, one home run, 15 runs scored, uh, five RBI, five walks, 10 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Shedlong can hit. Um, <laughs> and that and, home run was a walk-off. Pretty yes, cool walk-off, over, yeah. over the scoreboard in right center field in Tacoma. Yep. Uh, yep. So that's that's not a cheapie. Um, and then J.P. Crawford uh, entering today's game. So this does not include his game today. Um, he is on a he was on a nine game hit streak, which has since been extended to ten, and he was slashing three sixty one, four thirty nine, five twenty eight uh, on that hit streak with thirteen hits, three doubles, a homer, ten runs scored, two RBI, five walk, uh, six strikeouts, and he was two for two in base stealing. Um, so yeah, if you guys can get down to Tacoma, you might want to do it um, because uh, there's some fun stuff happening down there. We. Uh, we almost went to the Rainiers game yesterday instead of the Mariners game. Um, uh, and all I can say is thank goodness we didn't because they were up like eight to nothing going into the bot or the, like the top of the seventh inning and they yeah. lost 17 to eight or something crazy. Like oh that. my God. Are you yeah. serious? They, yeah. They, they got blown out when they were up eight to nothing with nine outs to get. So uh, yeah, that would have been a long game. <laughs> and Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Wickey was there. Yeah, he too. was. He was. Yeah. He had little access to the clubhouse before the game and all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, that, that man, that had to be a long game. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Again, we'll be back on Wednesday. Um, we'll talk a little bit about lineup construction. Uh, we're also going to uh, talk about uh, Eric Swanson, what you, what you can expect from him as he replaces uh, Wade LeBlanc. Um and uh, I think we'll probably, I mean, we'll touch on the trade the Mariners made recently. Um, not a whole lot to get into there. It's a, uh, you know, it's not, it's not, I don't want to say it's not significant, but. Eh. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of not, but uh, we'll talk about that a little bit um, as we learn more about the, uh, the pitcher the Mariners acquired. Um, so, yeah, we'll do all that on Wednesday. Um but uh, that's going to wrap up our series preview slash review podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss anything, uh, any new episodes. We uh, try to publish new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday um, during the season. So make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, also, you can check out the website, sotomojo.com. We just put up a uh, an article about what a Domingo Santana extension might cost, if that's something you're interested in. Um, and also follow us on Twitter. I, I think our Twitter cleared out a few bots, so we're back under 3,000, um, but not by much. So uh, follow us on Twitter at SotomojoFS, uh, if you wouldn't mind. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. But again, if you guys want to contact us with questions, ideas, suggestions, the best way to do that is on Twitter. That is where we are most active, at SotomojoFS. Um and yeah, uh, also Ty, uh, congratulations on almost becoming a Canadian citizen. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, this is yeah. where I'll play the O Canada. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, I guess we'll just sign off. This is uh, this has been Colby Patnode with uh, future Canuck uh, Ty Gonzalez. So, uh, Ty, you have anything you want to say to your Canadian friends, your brethren? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh... Any Canadian followers we have, uh, let me know which color moose I need to get. 
uh, or I should get, uh, and tell me the best uh, best place to go to inject maple syrup into my veins uh, because I am becoming one of you. Uh, <laughs> no, but today, uh, this morning, I uh, found out the good news that my permanent residence application to Canada it, uh, has been approved, and so now I'm in the final steps of getting that finalized. Uh, so I will be living amongst uh, you if we have any Canadian <laughs> listeners. I'm not sure if we do, but yeah. So, but pretty cool day for me, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so next time we talk, Ty will be a full-blooded uh, Maple Leafs Maple Leafs fan, and <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know enough about Canada. I'm an American. I didn't learn about Canada. So <laughs> enjoy the poutine. It looks fantastic whenever I see pictures of it. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, congrats to you, Ty. So um, yeah, not, not a problem. So from all of us here at uh, SotoMojo.com, including the Canadian Ty, uh, we thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in another life. Peace. Peace.